Welcome, welcome to our annual Christmas Eve service, one of our favorites of the year. It's the one, I, I was telling one of the guys here, it's the one service that everybody shows up early. This is like a miracle. I mean, this is, Jesus was a miracle, but this is a miracle. When people are filing in 10 minutes early, that's unbelievable for this place. But we're glad you're here. We're glad that this house is full. We're glad that you came, and, and, uh, and we're hoping that you, uh, you have a, a wonderful Christmas. So we're in a series called Vintage Christmas, um, and uh, basically what we're doing is we're taking vintage Christmas songs, Christmas songs for, that w- have been sung for a long, long time, and we're kind of, you know, we, we're so, we've heard them so many times, it's kind of like autopilot. We don't even really know what the, we aren't even paying attention to words say or what they mean. And so we're, we're taking some songs like that and breaking those down. Today is the song we just sang, Oh Come All Ye Faithful. Okay, oh come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. All right, and so we're going to kind of break down some key words as we go. But mainly, if you have a Bible, we're going to be in John one at some point. So if you have a Bible, you can turn there now. We're going to be in John one. Okay, so there's a lot of things we could talk about at Christmas time, and we can talk about a lot of facts about the story and that that video kind of talked about some of those facts. We could, we could focus on a lot of that stuff. And I could sit here and I could read that story to you, and you know what? It's going to be on autopilot because you've heard it so many times that you're just not even going to pay attention. So what we're going to do tonight is we're going to hit on some key words in this song, and we're going to focus on why this day even matters, okay? So the first thing out of this song is, oh, come, okay? And one of the things, if you really think about it and stop and dwell on this, Come is a powerful, powerful word. Come is an action word that means something. And it means that you have to take action for yourself. You know, Jesus throughout the Bible said, come. Come and see. Come and know. Come. One of the things that is said in Scripture is, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Okay? What is God saying there? Come to me. Come to me, you who are depressed, you who are weary. Come to me, you who are divorced. Come to me, you who are single and you don't want to be. Come to me, you who are married and miserable. Come to me, you who are addict. Come to me, all of you that are drunks. Come to me, all, all, every one of you. Come to me, all you Grinches, all you old and crusty, that all you do is whine and complain, right? It's just not the way it should be or used to be or was, right? Come to me, all, all. That's what the Bible says. God says, come to me. Cast all of your cares on him. That's what it says. So tonight, all of you, if you fit any one of those categories, if you're just nailing life, and hitting it on all cylinders and everything's great, he still says, come. Come to me. That means take action. That means make a move. That means get off your butt and do something. It means come. So God says, come to me, all you who are weary. That song, that video that we played at the very beginning said, come to me, all you who are faithless. You know, it was a play off that, that song we just sang, The Faithful, because here's the reality. What we know about 
what we know about Jesus is this. In Luke 5, Jesus said, I didn't come for the healthy, I came for the sick. I came to seek and to save that which is lost. That is Jesus. So, if that's you, he says, come. Come to me. Quit going to other people. Quit going to other substances. Come to me. And I will give you rest. Like I said, come is an action word. And so in this, you, you come to him and you come to find out more about him. And, um, and in all that, that is the essence and the beauty of what today means. Because in John 1, here's what happens. In John 1, starting in verse 9, This is talking about Jesus. It says, The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. Okay, and so what John is talking about here is this, that baby that we all celebrate the birth of, that was God. That baby that was born was God making himself known, making himself human flesh, that you could see, that his, history could document, that all of those things that matter, that you could see and touch him and you could hear his words and you could see the miracles, that was the essence of why God came. The Bible calls, God, calls Jesus Emmanuel, God with us, okay? So the, the amazing part of this whole day is this. God came down to become known to us, okay? He came down so that we could know him, all these religious leaders before Jesus came, all these religious leaders were interpreting and setting their own standards of what God wanted or what God expected of us. And those rules got really, really long and crazy. Okay? And God at one point said, enough of that. And so he sent his son as a baby to come and be born and to set the record straight. God became known. So it's no longer about you trying to figure it out on your own. It's no longer for you to sit there and listen to somebody else about what God wants or what God expects. God became known. Jesus, if you read the Bible, Jesus made you know who God is. Jesus made you know what God expects. Jesus set the bar. So we don't have to speculate anymore. There were so many gods back in that day and time, the, the, sun, the God of sun, the God of all these different things. And you know what? They, everybody would have to make sacrifices to all these different gods, just hoping that they would hit the mark or hoping that it would please that God, okay, that sun God or, or whatever it is. But what happened is Jesus came and said, this is what God is all about. This is what I'm all about. 
This is what matters. This is what I'm about. I'm not about your rules. I'm not about all your jumping through hoops. I'm about you coming to me. That's it. You coming to me. And to make that happen, he came to us. So in that, John 14 says, 114 says that the word, that's Jesus, became flesh and made his dwelling among us. You know, I, I was listening to Tim Keller, and if you, uh, if you are into Christmas stuff and you want to hear a fabulous Christmas message, if you get podcast, look up Tim Keller, Redeemer Church, The Word Became Flesh. Fabulous. But in that, in that Tim Keller talks about the fact that um, you, you can sit here and you can speculate. You can speculate about, I can look at Dennis Pierce over there and I can go, coffee or tea drinker? I can sit here and I can go, he looks like a tea boy, like a tea and crumpets kind of guy, right? Doesn't he? Look at that guy. Nice little hat. You know, what kind of hat is that, Dennis? It, I didn't even hear him. I'm getting old. It's a nice hat. Well, he's got that nice little preppy tea-like kind of hat, right? So, so the deal is, I can sit here and I can look at Dennis and I can speculate and go, I think Dennis is a tea guy. But if I go and talk to Dennis, his word will affirm what he really is. His word will affirm whether he's a coffee or a tea guy. And so I don't have to speculate anymore because I now know because he has spoken. He has told me. He's the authority on what, it is, what, he, what he is. That is what this baby is. This baby confirms coffee or tea, confirms what Jesus, who Jesus, Jesus said, this is what I'm all about. You don't have to speculate anymore. Jesus said, this is what I expect from you. This is what I want from you. You don't have to speculate anymore. Jesus said, you want to go to heaven? You want to be with me? Then come. And he says in John 14, 6, this is the deal. He set the bar. He says out loud, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Okay? Except through me. You don't know me. If you don't have a relationship with me, there is no going to heaven. There is no going to the Father. And so that's what the baby came to do was to, to end it once and for all so that we knew that baby came and made, made God known to us. And I don't know about you, but I, I've often struggled growing up going, man, I mean, God, am I, are you pleased with me or not? God, do you know, am, am, I, am I doing the right things? I mean, what's the line? What's the bar? And then, but when I, so I just, I just got to a point where it's like, I'm just going to look at Jesus. I'm just going to look at Jesus because that is how I'm going to know what I need to be about. So today, this baby born king is Jesus. He's the word, the affirmation of what God wants from you and what God expects from you. He is the visible demonstration of the nature of who God is. 
That is what this baby is, and that is what this, this whole day is about. This baby was born so that God could come and be known to you. Um, in, in, the, in the song, it says, uh, it talks about sing choirs of angels. You know, I, I, I was doing some research on it, and they, they nailed that. Uh, John Piper talked about the fact that in Revelation, it talks about there were 200 million angels, no less than 200 million angels. And so when it says sing choirs of angels, I'm just stunned by that. It's like, can you imagine 200 million angels singing? I mean, I go, I've been to a Chiefs game, and I've heard, you know, we're the loudest stadium in all of the United States, right? We got the highest decibels and whatever. Imagine what 200 million angels singing sounds like. These angels singing the day he was born. That's a big deal. It says, sing choirs of angels, sing in exultation, sing all ye citizens of heaven above. In John 1.12, it says this, it says, he gave, yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent nor of human decision, for a husband's will, but born of God. What Jesus did in this is he, he made a way for us to become children of God so that no longer this isn't home. So that song, when it says, citizens of heaven above, this isn't it. This isn't home. And so all these things that bombard us during this holiday season about things that are, that are hard and are depressing, you have to look beyond those things. And look to your real home, because these are all, they'll all pale in comparison. So, today, in all of this with, with, with Christmas and what, what really matters, this baby was born so that we could no longer be slaves to all the things that I listed at the beginning addictions, depression, all of those things. We don't have to be slaves to that. God says, come to me. We don't have to live as a slave to that anymore. We don't have to be slaves to our failure and our sin. We don't have to be preoccupied with all those things. The baby came to destroy that. His name is Jesus. The baby came to destroy all of those things. And so today, the band's going to come up and we're going we're to keep singing and we're going to sing about that baby, about God that, who became flesh and that became man and dwelt among us so that we could know who God is, so that we could end all the speculation and we could know him. Let's pray. God, thanks for being such a creative, amazing God who makes a way for us. Thanks for being a God who loves us so much that you left heaven to come here. Thanks for being a God that fought for us, that came to rescue us, that came to save us, that came to redeem us, that came to show us what true love looks like. 
God, help us not to, to be derailed by things of this world. God, help us to not become overwhelmed by the things that don't really matter. God, help us to look to our real home, look to heaven above, look to our Savior, who is Christ the Lord. God, we just pray that you would put a hedge of protection around every person here tonight. God, I pray that you, as in your word, it says that you're close to the brokenhearted and those crushed in spirit, that you are close to those who are hurting and depressed. And God, you know their, their, their place and their lot. And God, I pray that you would just help them to experience the full measure of your joy. As it says in Psalm 34, that taste and see that the Lord is good. Lord, I pray that right now, that throughout tonight and tomorrow, that they would cast aside all their cares and put them on you. And God, I pray that they would know and that they would taste and see that you are good. God, make yourself irresistible in a way that only you can. God, show yourself in absolute power and command over all the things in their life. God, I pray that you would just break down the walls and just show us how much you love us. God, we are thankful for you. We're thankful for this day. We're thankful that you came to save, to redeem. Thank you for being God with us. God, we love you and we praise you and we pray in your name. Amen.